Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first podcast of Big League Talk with special guest Rob. And first of all, I'd like to say it is quite an honor to be at this stage, and we're so excited to talk about the NFL, the NBA, and something new that we are including, rugby. Rugby, yes. Rob's our special guest, and we're going to get right into the show. And we're going to start with some NFL draft preview. As Sounds well good with me, I'm excited You're about excited? what I, I want to hear this. All right, so uh, where would you like to start, Arish? Uh, let's combine. start off with the combine. Combine thoughts, okay. Um, first, obvious standout, Shaquem Griffin. Oh, absolutely. Very fantastic combine for him, and he wasn't even invited no, until the end of the senior, the senior bowl. bowl yep. uh, where do you think he gets picked? Not what Fourth team? round. Fourth round, really? I've I still think that a lot of teams don't like him. Well, I don't think it's not that they don't like right, him. Not like they're him. They're scared just, of the hand. Yeah, they're scared of him. Or they just they just doubt him so much, which is going to fuel him more. I feel like yeah. it's another kind of Dak Prescott situation. Because Dak was originally, I thought he was going to go a little bit higher, but he slid down the boards because people were like, oh, this guy's like Tim Tebow. I see the same. I think if uh, he slips far enough, I think the Seahawks will pick him up. That, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. I mean, they're... Uh, defense is taking an overhaul, so it'll be nice. Um, I really do think that, uh, you know, Josh Rosen, um, in, I'm sorry, not Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield underwhelmed in the combine. Would, wouldn't you say I that? I don't know. I, he was about what I expected. Because really? yeah. I thought, like, uh, I talking mean. about the 40? Yeah, the 40. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing with Johnny Benzel, I think. you They look more athletic in college than they really are. With them, it's more about short area quickness and long speed. And guys like that in the 40, like, once you get going, like, you just top out. So, like, I'm sure his 10-yard split was fine in, like, his three-cone short agility drills were fine. Speaking of 10-yard splits, Denzel Ward beat Marshawn Lattimore's speed. Yeah. That was incredible. He, he's a freak, man. I he's really a- like him. He's, like, one of those Urban Meyer-type players. Part of his stacked, you know, Ohio State team, you know, like each year, Ohio State players are always in the, uh, you know, first round, always being taken. He's oh, one of those guys. a lot of people out. Um, other draft standouts, Arish? Oh, oh, uh, Josh Allen. I really like Josh Allen. He, I think that he, uh, a lot of his haters and his critiques kind of, you know, got leveled off a little bit because they were saying, oh, his mechanics are bad and all his foot speed is bad. His throwing motion is bad, but and like I felt like his mechanics improved. He, but I mean, he He's improved. Was he fifty-six percent of college? Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't college. really have anybody to throw it to. So yeah, but the same things they're saying about Lamar. He's Jackson. A, he's a raw throw. Okay, Lamar Jackson is a completely different story. So many people hate Lamar Jackson. I don't understand why. Well, I understand. Why. I mean, okay, it's a story for another day. That's true, but like there, there. Do you see the Chris Sims rant about it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I completely. That puts I'm, it perfectly. I'm you want to hear about the him. issue? Go listen to that. Yeah. That but, uh, I was on board with that. I, I completely agree with that. Moving to receiver, he was the best quarterback in college football two years ago, and he was the second best quarterback in college football last year. I feel like he's a sleeper. Everybody's talking about. Oh, he'll slip to the second round for some reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. Really good. Just play. like Dak yeah. going to the fourth. But anyways, um, I really like how uh, you know he said that he's just gonna stick to quarterback because like everybody's like, oh, you know, this guy should play wide receiver oh, yeah. or running back. I like that he, you know, kept it together, even though, you know, everybody hates his passing and he's like, the stats don't prove it. But, you know, all this talk about Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, um, you know, Sam Darnold, Real all of this, Reese. I feel like he's the, the guy that nobody's going to... 
no, no, no. I feel like Come all on. these four quarterbacks, oh, yeah, the, these four quarterbacks uh, are just going to be in the spotlight so much that teams are just going to forget about how great Lamar Jackson can be. And I feel like he's going to prove uh, the teams that pass up on him that, hey, should have drafted me. I'm mean, actually as better as advertised. So well, they act know. like he's a project. I mean, all the I don't understand that. No, I, all the NFL so draft different. scouts on Twitter, every all the scouts, all the analysts have just said the only thing he needs to work on his mechanics is wider feet. Oh, he's such a project. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, will we be able to coach him? Guess oh, what? Oh man, you're paid to coach. That's true. That's your job, pal. Hey, watch it. Uh, watch him go to the Patriots. Second that's round. My, that's watch, my prayer. Watch dude. that happen, I man. I really hope Lamar Jackson goes to the Patriots. That'd be See how funny he'd be in the Josh McDaniels offense. Oh, that would be fun. I oh, mean, yes. after if Brady retires like two, three years from now, oh, that yeah. would be nice. That'd be I perfect think. situation for Lamar too, because he could learn, really, really learn from Tom Brady. Learn, and he's a more athletic version because he can, you know, move around the pocket, and he, he does need to work on his throwing skills. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Brady could help him with. That Brady always helps out. His arms accurate. His just mechanics are inconsistent. That's true. That's but true. He makes some of the throws. Another Michael Vick. I think he's more accurate than Michael. Vick. More accurate than Mike. But he Vick. makes some of the splashiest, craziest. He makes without a doubt, like his best throws are the best throws in the whole draft. I think. I think one problem he also has is reading coverages. Last year he kind of struggled with that, throwing a lot of interceptions around. You know what I mean? I thought that if he has the ability to read coverages more, maybe he can, you know. Well, last year he was much better at reading coverages. Two years ago, his Heisman year, he struggled a little bit. But last he still year, tr struggled against a top dog team. That's the thing. Well, his Clemson and, you know. Another issue that Miami and all that. People say he doesn't, he throws a lot of layups. Yeah. That's, that's completely no, false. Yeah. He, he, did you know Louisville runs the same exact... The same exact offense as the Patriots. They he have does? the same scheme. Yep. Really? It, it, just like Louisville? Mm -hmm. That's incredible. They that would the be the perfect scheme. situation That's for him. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I, I would really like to see him go to the Steelers because uh, a late round first draft. I trick. think he goes to the Steelers, the Saints, or the Patriots. Yeah. The, one He'll, of those three teams. He won't go to a team that needs a quarterback right now. He's going to go to a team that needs a quarterback yeah, in two or three years. Yeah, like Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, ben Drew Brees. Ben Drew Brees, they're all on the way out. Even That's maybe Aaron Rodgers, maybe. You think? You think? That contract's getting kind of yeah, yeah, and they're talking. They, they, he wants a lot of money. He yeah. should. He should be the highest. He should be the highest paid quarterback, though. I don't understand why he only gets twenty million, and then all of these people, like you know, um, Ryan Tannehill, are getting more money than him. <laughs> what What has Ryan Tannehill done again? Twenty. Oh, oh, two knee injuries. Right? Hasn't even played a snap in two years. Well, but anyway, uh, I think. Uh, I do think that the best quarterbacks usually take pay cuts for That's true. Like Tony Romo, obviously, um, he took a ginormous contract. That's why they win. But they, uh, he took the, what do you call it, restructuring of the base so that they could get more money from him. Uh, anyone else you like in this draft? Oh, uh, I really liked, uh, who is the guy? Uh, oh, Saquon Barkley, obviously. Saquon is crazy. Saquon is crazy. And then... Uh, Will Hernandez from University of Texas, El Paso. Uh, he obviously bench repped like a lot more than what the average was, like 36 or something. Mm -hmm. The average is like 25, 27. I feel like he's a sleeper. I, he's going to be a day two pick for sure. But uh, if any team gets him, I think it would be a bargain compared to like all these guys. Like uh, who's the guy from uh, Quentin Nelson from Quentin uh, Nelson, yeah man. from uh, Notre Dame. Then Connor Williams, all these guys, I feel like Will Hernandez could be the kind of sleeper that everybody you know, wishes they could have in the second round. I think some of my favorite guys in this draft this year, 
Saquon, obviously. Shaquem Griffin, I think, is it. Do you think Saquon should be taken number one? He should. I, I hope he doesn't because the Browns will ruin him, I think. They don't have a terrible line, though. No, but they I have just, a decent line. You've met the Browns. We all have. We know what they do. But Saquon could overcome it. Adrian Peterson was the same way with the Vikings. Everyone thought the Vikings were going to ruin him. Yeah, so you never know. You, could always, yeah. you, know, you never know what's happening. Yeah, happened. but anyway, I like Saquon. Calvin Ridley, I like a lot. I think he's Amari Cooper with the ones. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, I think, is... Very fast. Without a doubt. He won't. He doesn't have the highest ceiling at all. He doesn't even have the highest ceiling at safety. But if you draft Minka Fitzpatrick, there's no way he's a buzz. You yeah, know, he's, for a fact he's a he's safe gonna, player. He's yeah, safe. You know, for a fact he's going to give you consistent play, production, but not the flashy He's going to give you, at worst, like, third-team all-pro or fringe Pro Bowl honors every year. Like, the man's going to be a star, and his ceiling's pretty high, too. So I like him. Leighton Vander Esch, linebacker from Boise State. Mm. Reminds me a lot of Teddy Gruschke. Oh. I like him oh, a lot. Oh, could be a potential Patriots pick, <laughs> Could be, friend. could be. Um, yeah. I think the uh, Cowboys really like DJ Moore from Maryland, the wide receiver. He was incredibly fast. He had a really, he was like... He's now regarded as one of the athletic freaks in this combine. He had a really fast 40, really fast, or not really fast, but he uh, bench refed a lot as well. And, uh, you know, he's the kind of fast kind of speed that they think the Dallas Cowboys could use for their offense. They need somebody opposite of Des Bryant. I don't know. I don't want a wide receiver. I want, like, a defensive line, you know, because I felt like that's the most important thing, and you go with yeah, a day yeah. two pick. All right, I don't uh, know, real quick, drafts, real quick. Though. Who is the one player that every team will kick themselves for not drafting in five years? Mm. You mean, like, uh, the... Just letting slide down the board. Oh, uh, let's see. Hmm. Just a name, no one else. Give me a couple of I got Sonny Michelle. Oh, Sonny Michelle's oh gonna I fall think Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. You think Nick Chubb? Both Nick of the Chubb. Georgia running backs. Both, yeah, both they're both going to fall the second, and they're both going to continue to be good at what they I think Nick Chubb's going to fall worse, third or fourth Oh, he'll round. be in the fourth. fourth Sony Michelle is going to be a really good player. Sony Michelle is like the same type of skill set. Yeah, he looks Camaro. a lot like him. Both of them are uh, pass-catching threats, and I think they're both really talented, and they're going to be slept on, so... All right. All right, moving on. NBA, NBA segment now. now. Uh, obviously, you know, the Rockets beating the Thunder yesterday, and it sucks to see Skip Bayless give the Rockets a 1% chance, even though the percent that he's giving falls less than how many points he averaged in high school. But anyways. Actually, it doesn't. Yeah. 2.4. Uh, yeah, 1.4. It's oh, one, it it's 1.4. 1. 14 oh, okay. points in 10 games, my friend. Wow, wow, and wow. Yeah, I know. And wow. he, I still remember watching the story where he was like, yeah, well, the coach, his son, was regarded as, like, the best player, according to the coach, and ever since day one, he hated me, and Jalen Rose is like, nobody cares, man. <laughs> every story, every player goes this, through this kind of story, but anyways, enough about Skip Bayless, the most irrelevant man on television. <laughs> anyways, so, so many people are saying that the, uh, you know, this, this Western Conference race is really intriguing me. Uh, the so Portland many people are saying that. So many, people, so many people are talking about it. It's from the number three seed to the number ten seed. It's like a difference of like two games or four games yeah, or something. It's a, good race. it's a really fantastic race because it's like literally this is like your own. You're starting the playoff push like three weeks earlier in my opinion. Usually the playoff push happens like two weeks, or two to three weeks before. This is like five weeks before the, the regular season's playoff. almost over, dude. There's I know. Only Fifteen games left. That's true. Celtics. That's true. 
unbelievable. Exactly, and it's so weird because like all of these. Feels like it just yeah, exactly. It's like a playoffs is already starting for all these teams. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, if you take an L one day, you're dropping three seeds, and then if you take a win, you're going back up too. It's so weird. You got to keep winning and winning, yeah. and like it, it sucks for and teams. That's the like bottom the, of the West. Like only yeah, the East, exactly. The top three in the East is the only yeah, the competition. Nah, well. I mean, I don't even think the Cavs are a part of it because they're like Cause seven it's just games. Just the Raptors, yeah, and Cavs, Ra Celtics Raptors now? and stuff. I don't think the Cavs really. I don't think they'll catch up. They, they won't catch up, but I don't think it's like a situation where they'll like. They're care. not gonna fall out. They'll be no, no. They won't care at all. Yeah, they're like they. The same thing happened last year, and they still, you know. Well, they were second last year. Yeah, they were second. I mean, still. Well, it's the same. Yeah, but anyways, um. The only seeds that matter is first. Yeah. Everything else is just like that. It sucks for like teams like the Pelicans and you know the Trailblazers because like these teams are good. They're good teams. Yeah. But um, you know, they're. I feel like. For a team like the Pelicans, they have Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, Rajon Rondo. They have, like, who's their small forward? I don't even know who their small forward is. Oh, it's, uh, oh, it's Meritage, right? Meritage? Or no, he plays power forward. I think he starts, though. Yeah, he comes off the bench. Oh, yeah, they play Emika Okafor, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, it sucks for teams like this because they're actually talented and so good, but they're only, like, a half game ahead of, like, the Spurs. And if they lose one game, bam, you're back to the eighth seat. So it's like, what was all this work for? Is you know what coming I'm saying? Um, he spoke publicly today, so yeah, I, I think he's coming late March. I would say, yeah. I would think a good return. When I think the they would try to ease him. Uh, playoffs start mid-April, like 15th, 16th, yeah, around yeah. that time. I think they would try and ease his way in, using his, you know, coming off the bench a little bit, and yeah. then as the playoffs, he come back in. Because, like, we obviously saw the nine-game situation fall, to fall through. How, uh, that was a mess. This is one terrible. of the few times that the Spurs have really mishandled the situation. And it's not that. It's also the injury is kind of serious. Most people are like, oh, it's a quad injury. Well, because we'll be you fine. hear, usually when you hear about injuries, you're worried about head, shoulder, knee. Exactly. But quad just sounds like, oh, it's just a muscle. Yeah, just a muscle. But, like, the quad is a very, very important. Big. It's very The quad is really the reason why people stay out from ACL injuries so much. Because their quad is gone. And it's too dangerous to keep playing. That's Because you're re-injured something. So it's a really important muscle. And it's happened for like a year. So, because like, Not whenever about muscles, the yeah, I mean, we can blame Zaza Pachulia for that, right? They need to get him out of the league. I've had enough of this. Oh, okay. First of all, he goes and he. First of all, he takes like two steps to block, or I'm sorry, not block, to close out on Kawhi. Then he starts like. I, I don't know if he actually did it he on clearly Russell. did it on purpose. Okay, I, mean, I, I don't know about clearly. I feel like he did get a little bit tripped, but not enough to get tripped and fall over Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was crap. That that, that was, was bad. That was ridiculous. To, that was. Kyrie even said that too. He yeah. was pissed off about it. I don't know. I, I th this team is so dumb. I'm sorry. The league is dumb. Whenever they're prioritizing tanking and trying to result uh, re resist over. tanking. Actually trying safety. to injure players. Yeah, I mean, no suspension there. Uh. But if you get in a little push-off and try to scream at the refs, you get, like, two games suspended for that. Yeah. And that, that's ridiculous, okay? Adam ridiculous. Silver, you need to do something about this, man. Come on. I know you're bald, but you didn't lose <laughs> your... I didn't know you... I know you didn't lose your brain cells by shaving off your hair, okay? Come on. Just listen to me, man. I need you to look at this, okay? Thanks. Okay? Anyways. The it, it, it's also interesting as well. So many people are, are uh, you know talking about the Rockets and Warriors and how James Harden is balling out this year. Chris Paul is showing up finally like nobody else thought he would. 
I actually think the Rockets have a better chance than what people are saying about, uh, you know, their chances against the Warriors. Because on paper, they have the same firepower to beat the Warriors by That's the shooting. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, it is not. True. Yes, it is. It's their simply Their entire untrue. team can shoot from three. So okay. can the Warriors, and they do it better. Okay, but like you can't say on paper the Rockets match. Okay, up but like Warriors. look, you really think about this. Chris Paul, very good defender and a great three-point shooter and a great passer. They and got Harden and very close to unplayable against the Warriors, just like Isaiah Thomas was. Um, They'll just switch KD onto him constantly. The Warriors are a matchup nightmare, and no one has any. That's chance. actually true, though. That's yeah. actually true. But they uh, let me just get through my just go through. Here. Yeah. So Harden, very good three-point shooter. Obviously, That's we know two. what his game-changing is, and you know how I, I'm not sure if he will perform in the playoffs. Then you got Trevor Ariza, very good def- three and D player. Then you have PJ Tucker, who's I think slept on. This guy can actually shoot and play defense. As he's what this is what he's known for. He's See, this is the difference. He's a solid rebounder, man. They're the war. The Rockets have firepower. Mm-hmm. The they have upside. The Warriors have nuclear firepower. That's true. All of their players who can shoot are also superstars. And you David, can't say David, that about the Rockets. David David West is, uh, is also a really productive player for some yeah. reason in their second unit. But anyways, for some reason yeah, it's the Warriors system. Yeah, we obviously. Know. We, it's Not because he's a good player. Like the Warriors always start off their uh, second and fourth quarters with lineups of like Clay Thompson, David West, Sean Livingston. All this kind of stuff, and somehow they're like apparently like one of the most productive and like you know best plus and minus in terms of uh, scoring. I don't know how. Like what's going on? When did David West all of a sudden become an integral part of a championship contender? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But anyways, I would give them uh, an eighty percent chance to win the series. The Warriors, not the Rockets. Jesus Christ. And I would give the. Uh, I'd give them ninety. It's it's weird. I don't know how. The, I mean, we obviously saw how the regular season went. So the regular season advantage the Rockets. Seen, you give the Rockets the advantage. No, 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 no. In the regular season, yes. They, Over they, the Warriors. Yeah, they in the three matchups they beat them twice, and they both like convincingly beat them. Not like close, close. I still think they might. They the the Rockets might take it to six. I think it's going to six or seven. I think it's five. I think um. Well, it would be. Th- it's it a would better suck to then. see that go to five, though. As yeah, an NBA, no, it fan. would as a fan. But I just think that's what happens. Yeah, because we've Warriors. seen Harden in the playoffs. We've seen Chris yeah, Paul in the that's playoffs. That's true. And, the, and their injury risk as and well. And people always talk. Oh, the Rockets can have forty-eight minutes of Hall of Fame point guard play. The Warriors can get forty-eight ma- eight minutes of, of, of two fantastic. superstars yeah. on the and, court. And, and very productive. In the fourth quarter, they have four superstars on the court. Raymond, KD, Clay, and Steph. Yeah. Now to also say like Iguodala or something. Yeah, Iggy's good. Iggy's good. I mean, I don't know. I we we have to see it, but like in the regular season. I'm excited, but I'm not gonna get my hopes up for a good season. Yeah, that's true. All these NBA fans are like Rockets are gonna beat the Warriors. I think they have a shot. I I, I think it's one of those series where it, it it goes to five or six, but it's not like they're blowout type games. You know oh what I'm yeah, saying? I know. It's like five games, but you lost like by a point differential of twenty. You know what I'm saying? Like they that. need an injury to win that series. I think. Yeah, I mean, like what? Like Clay? Not even Clay. Like. No, Draymond. I think Clay might do it, just because he might put so much spacing on the floor for Lillard. Clay is very slept on part of that team. I think. Do you think he leaves next year? Yes. I I think he does too, and I think he goes to L. A. next year. You think? Yeah. That would be nice. That would be nice. I, if he He's went to L. A., six hours a little bit down, he goes a little bit south of the city. 
goes in, plays for Staples Center, in Staples Center. If Clay goes to L.A., Paul George and or LeBron will join them, I think. I Paul think George goes this year, probably. If, if, if the Thunder don't have a good run, I think Paul George is going to go to the, uh, you know, uh, Lakers, and that would be interesting as well. But, um, you know, I, it's going to be a fun offseason. LeBron decision, you never know. The offseason is going to be more interesting three. than the finals. That's pretty true, yeah. honestly. Nobody really cares anymore. Oh, it's the Warriors it's the and Warriors. Cavs Chapter 4. Uh, that might not happen this year, but, you know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we're Raptors gonna and, you know, Cavs are, are, Celtics, Celtics are, are really good, too. So, yeah. uh, we're going to kick it to Rob in his rugby talk. And we're ready Real for special you, Rob. Treat. We're so excited. Special, special, special. Yeah, here we go. Rob. Hi, my name is Robin, and this is Rugby Talk, and this is part of the sports, BTS, and today I'm going to be talking about rugby. In order to get a little, get a little bit more about rugby, I decided to talk with some of the players on the rugby team. I spoke with some people that have been there for three years, some people that started, and some, and even the captain of our team I spoke with, too. Uh, my name is Robin Umberry, and I'm here with Bo Bird, and I'm going to be asking him some questions about rugby. So, Bo, how did rugby change your life? Uh, rugby changed my life by adding another uh, another family. Um, it's a very team-oriented sport, and um, we're just a bunch of brothers out here playing together. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, was it hard to learn a new sport? Um, rugby, at first, it can seem like a very hard sport to learn, but once you start playing and you're actually in a game, it all starts to come to you, and it, it's not a very difficult sport once you get it started. Okay, okay, okay. So I have another question here. Do you think rugby is taken seriously in Allen? Um, I don't think it's taken very seriously in Allen. Um, we're just a club sport um, with minimal support from the school. Uh, I think that uh, the school should... Um, focus on the rugby team as uh, we can excel. We're go we're four zero this season. Uh, we're doing very well, and just imagine how much further we could be if we had the support from the football program, uh, and they were feeding athletes from over there. Interesting, yeah. By the way, this was recorded on March fifth, so if we do win state, yeah. So another question: Do you think this is? Do you think rugby is like more dangerous than football? Because you know it's like basically the same game with just with like no pads. Uh, I do not think that rugby is more dangerous. I think it's actually safer because when people have pads in football, they just run into each other as hard as they can, and they feel a lot safer because they have all the padding, and um, they, they don't have to wrap their arms. They can just literally hit someone with their shoulder and call it a tackle if they hit the ground. Um, but in rugby, uh, to make a tackle, you have to wrap your arms around, you have to go to the ground with them, and you have to maintain contact while they're on the ground before you can get up. Um, and also the uh, tackling techniques in rugby are a lot safer. Uh, you lead with your head behind the runner as opposed to in front, um, mainly because you do not have a helmet on. If you get kneed in the head, um, it, it could cause serious injury. Um, but and, um, safe, uh, player safety is taken very seriously in rugby. Um, there are a lot of uh, penalties and rules and laws that uh, keep the players safe. Okay. All right. I want to thank you for taking your time and letting me interview you, and um, thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem, Rob. So what's your name? Aiden Fahey. What position do you play? I play scrum half, or other words, nine. All right. So how do you think how do you think rugby's changed your life? Um, I've lost a lot of weight and met a lot of new friends. Okay, okay. 
So then, um, do you think uh, rugby should be supported, like, worldwide? Like, you know, it should be, like, in America and Texas? Uh, yeah, it should be UIL supported because, in other words, we wouldn't be, what, known. And do you think that tackling in rugby is more safer than, you know, than in football? Yes. Uh, yeah, there's known more con- there's known to be more concussions in r- football rather than rugby. So what's your name? Uh, my name is Will Moore. Okay, and what position do you play in rugby? Uh, I play fullback, which is a 15 jersey. All right. So, in rugby, has it changed your life in any way? It's changed my life in many ways. I mean, before when I played football, like, it was fun and all but I didn't really get close to all my teammates. Then I joined rugby, and it's like just this big family of just brothers and everything. It's, it's great. All right. And um, do you think it should be supported more than it is now because there's like only about a good 20 teams in Texas? I think it should be way more supported now because like rugby is the fastest-growing team sport in America, and if the school recognizes it as UIL or something, we could get like a lot more money and stuff, and we could actually pay for – most of the games, which would be really helpful. What's your name? Connor Kirkland. What what position do you play? I play center uh, for the Allen rugby team. Okay. And how has rugby changed your life ever since you joined? Uh, it's taught me a lot about teamwork and uh, holding each other accountable. That's good. Okay. And um, do you think this should be some more? Do you think this should be supported more throughout, like you know, the high school and such? Of course, I think it's a great team and a great sport to bring people together and to really teach people discipline. Uh, it's a great sport all the way around, and I would suggest it to everybody. And do you think the high school football team should probably, like, you know, tell players to maybe have the option to go and play this sport? Uh, for sure, I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to try out. I think it could help a lot with the football process as well as the rugby team, uh, working to get, make both teams better. Okay. Thank you for this interview. Thank you. So. I'm here with a rugby player. What's your name? Ian Morris. And what position do you play in rugby? I play second row, also known as lock. Okay, so I have a question for you. Um, how do you think rugby has changed your life ever since you ever started the sport? Like, when did you start the sport? Uh, I actually started pretty young. I started playing when I was in fourth grade. Um, but I think it's really beneficial because it teaches you teamwork, and uh, everyone has their uh, part in the team. And if you do the part, the team does well. So it teaches you to work together and uh, do your part in a team, yeah. And what do you, like, do you think this should be, do you think rugby starting to spread more throughout, like, the Texas region? Like, you think starting to get more popular? Oh, for sure. I, I think it grows every year, and with the number of players growing every year, the quality of rugby grows every year, and I think it's really beneficial because it's a, it's a great sport to have. There's a lot of good athletes in Texas, especially a lot of good football players that don't really get to play as much as they want to, so and they can play a sport that, um, challenges them and uh, uses a lot of the same um, skill set as that they've been learning in football. So, yeah. okay. And um, there's a question that goes around, like you know, how rugby's like tackling could be more like dangerous, like the ones in football. But then you know, football has concussions and stuff. Yeah. How do you, what do you think of that? Why, why do you think people think like that? Um, I think people just naturally think since there's no padding that it's going to be more dangerous, but. Uh, I think there's something to consider is in rugby, since you have no pads, you're going to feel all contact a lot more, so you're only willing to take the contact that you're willing to feel. Plus, there's a big emphasis in rugby on form tackling, so actually, from my experience, I don't see as many injuries in rugby, um, and it's a lot more structured with uh, around the breakdown and around contact area, so I feel like um, 
it's not as dangerous as people want to initially assume. And uh, last question, um, do you think the football program should just, like, maybe start telling football players in, like, after the season to maybe consider doing rugby? Yeah, I think it's a great workout. Um, it's a great spring workout. It, it, it grows a lot of the skills that are useful in football, so I don't see that – I don't think there should be a conflict between them, obviously, because football's in the fall, rugby's in the spring. A lot of teams actually in the south of Texas and uh, around the country, especially in California, implement it with their football players because it teaches really good – quality tackling, keeps um, makes sure people stay in, stay in shape, and uh, a lot of the similar skills are beneficial. So it's a good way to uh, train someone year-round. All right, well, I want to thank you for this interview, and I uh, hope you all going good in season because I know you're 4-0 right now, right? Yeah, we're doing well so far. Well, we'll see how it goes, though. Okay, thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank you, Rob, for that tremendous report about the rugby team and that fantastic interview you had. And Ben, any closing remarks? Uh, just, again, thanks to Rob. Thanks to the people who agreed to be interviewed by Rob. Uh, good quality there. Uh, I'd like to say thanks to Mr. Paris for allowing us to put forth our ideas through this medium, such as a podcast. And we really allow us to flourish our ideas. And I think this is like the first one of many, hopefully, in the future hopefully, hopefully. for the podcast, you know. We would like to hear your feedback as well. Let us know what we uh, want to talk about, any topics you want us to talk about, debate about, any power rankings or predictions. Just hit us up, and we'll let you know. Yep. Just anything, really. We're here. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. And, uh, have a good day.